All right, we're recording? Yep. All right, welcome everyone to another episode of the Rink Rat Report podcast. We have a jam-packed week coming up. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the weekend events that occurred because there was a ton that happened around the league and with the Leafs. And then Tuesday, we're going to be releasing... Uh, Tuesday, the uh, NHL draft episode is going to be coming out. And then we're going to be doing a post-expansion draft episode that's going to come out on Thursday, correct? Yep. All right. Oh, yeah. Huge week coming up. As always, joined by Josh and Jason. How's it going, guys? It's going good. A lot of news. Lot a of lot news. of news. So today we're going to be getting into number one, the Jared McCann trade that went down right at the deadline um, on Saturday there, the 3 p.m. deadline. It came in afterwards because it was in the queue, as they say. Uh, and then after that, we're going to get into the Leafs protection list as all the protection lists came out. The Leafs one, though, kind of surprised me and everyone else, but we'll get more into that in a bit. And then we'll do a little bit around the league because there are some some things that went on that uh, too juicy to not touch on, right? Oh, yeah, for so number sure. Number one, what would you guys think of the Jared McCann trade there? Yeah, uh, it was interesting. A lot of people were speculating about it. I think uh, when I first heard about it, I was kind of concerned this would be like, you know, a high-end prospect or an early pick that we'd have to trade for him. But we gave basically the equivalent of, I don't know, like a low-end pick in a prospect. It's not much, right? Like yeah. at, compared, compared to like a deadline price, that's what you pay for like a seventh defenseman sometimes like or a, or a sixth defenseman. Y- like they yeah, gave yeah. way more for David Rick, for example. Pittsburgh gave way more for Kasperi Kapanen. Yeah, more. Yeah, they get way, way more for Kasperi Kapp. David Riddick went for a third. Uh, Philip Hollander, I got the trade. I got rid of the trade right in front of me, so I'm going to find out what exactly it was because I'm an idiot. But Philip Hollander, to me, is like a B-minus level prospect. He played decently this year. Yeah, but those guys, once they have a contract, are worth a lot less than their original pick value because then you have to spend a contract on them, right? Yeah, he's going to be in the AHL this year. No, I'm just saying, like that's he, he's the equivalent of like a fourth or fifth round pick. It's one say. of fifty SPCs, right? Yeah. So, so you think it's way less? So he went second round in 2007, 18. Yeah. So you think he's worth less for sure than a second round pick, right? For a sure, low second round pick. No team would give a second round pick for Philip Holland. That's crazy. Really? I thought he he's been developing decently. But that's just not. It's more about like it's, contract management, right? Like. You, you, you would, he's worth more when you don't have to give him a contract and he's in your system and he's developing. Once you have to, again, spend a contract on him and you're not sure he's going to make the NHL, he's not worth a second round pick anymore. Yeah, I'd say a third. Oh. For me, it was a third. I don't know. I, again, prospects are always value. overvalued, so yeah. I don't really have a massive issue with it. I guess. It's like, again, pretty no-brainer trade for a number yeah, of reasons. 100%. I think the Leafs got the better end of the stick on this one. But it's it's an expansion thing. Everything now you have to look at in the realm of the expansion draft. So I think when we he first was acquired, people thought, okay, this means they're going to protect seven forwards now, which they didn't do, which is surprising. Yeah. So for me, I'll, I'll lay it out there and let you guys respond. This trade is like a result of Seattle's crazy cost to – protect the player from mm-hmm. them picking them, right? So oh yeah, they're saying, hey, if you expose Kerfa, but you don't want us to take him, you got to give us a first-round pick or whatever. So essentially what they did is they said, okay, we'll give a seventh-round pick in Philip Hollander for Jared McCann, which ensures that either A, 
Jared McCann just gets picked in the expansion, then you kept Kerfoot without having to give a first to Seattle to keep him, for example. Or B, Kerfoot gets picked and you have a ready-made replacement for Kerfoot and Jared McCann, who's probably better than Kerfoot. So it's a pretty no-brainer trade. He's 100% better than Kerfoot. Yeah. yeah. The problem is now that it's, it's kind of the shiny new toy thing, but I actually think McCann is actually pretty good. Yeah. So I would be a little disappointed at this point if they did end up losing him in the expansion. But at the end of the day, if it just means our team is the same, like, okay, that's yeah. fine. I, I think you hit the nail on the head there. I think if you, I think if any Leafs fan was told a month ago that before the expansion draft, that if the Leafs gave a, a, a seventh round pick in 2023 and Philip Hollander, that our roster would stay the same after the expansion draft, I think everyone would be ecstatic. I think people would be ecstatic. And obviously, like, I love the trade. If we can keep Jared McCann, that would be amazing. If, if, who knows? There could be something else in the works. We won't know until Wednesday. I don't know if they're going to announce any trades until the, like the expansion draft itself. I hope they don't. It'd be a much yeah. better TV viewing I experience. I don't think they will. Remember uh, the Vegas year? Yeah, they didn't. They didn't. After. Yeah. And they were crazy. They trades. were wild. Yeah. That was like the, the best part of the expansion. And like he's a good player. And obviously it's going to hurt if we do lose him because, you know, it's, it's kind of technically ours now. But my first reaction when we got him was I was so scared that we were coin flipping between Dermot and Hall on who to lose on the expansion. And I was so nervous, but I'm just so happy now that um, the Leafs did what they did. And exp- and uh, yeah. yeah. Do you think there's any chance Seattle takes Travis Dermot? No. Those three. I don't. So there's a small chance, and then like now we'll kind of get into the territory of who the Leafs have protected, right? They've protected, they've gone four and four, the big four on up front, obviously. obviously. And we talked about it last podcast, and uh, our our big four on defense is what I'm going to call them now: Riley, uh, Riley Hall, uh, Brody, and Muzzin. Um, I one thing I just wanted to add: we like they were never doing anything else. Uh, yeah. They even traded for another four that was protectable. And they still didn't protect yeah. seven forward. So they were, I know there was a ton of speculation on Twitter. They were never doing any, this was what they were always going to do. So yeah, it's just, just something sense. to point out. Yeah. And uh, we protect, yeah. So when, when we first traded for McCann, I was worried we were going to lose Hall or Dermot and it's not the case. Who knows? There could be a deal in the work. And I was, I, we speculated a couple episodes ago that potentially Dermot and Kerfoot could go to the uh, Seattle Kraken. And I wonder if maybe that's, Something think, that Kyle Dubas has. I think has it was just you that one. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're alone on that one. All right, but I, I I hope that's what they have in place now because maybe, like if if that's the case, we, we we get to keep McCann and we lose Kerfoot and we lose Dermot. And we're I think we're all happy if that's that, that has to be like laying it out the best case scenario right now. No. So in terms of me, I would I would be over the I would be very happy if they were if Kerfoot got picked by Seattle there. We have an uh, we have a replacement coming in who, in my opinion, is an upgrade there. If they picked McCann, it's disappointing. I yeah. can see what they're doing, but like I felt like there was word on the street was they were trying to move Kerfoot's salary, like out the door. Like whether that's through Seattle or it's through a trade or whatever. I, I mean, I don't think Kerfoot's trade value is all that high. I mean, like, do you think so? In terms of the trade, though, like when you look at it, like. Would you trade Philip Hollander in a seventh for Alex Kerfoot? I honestly think we could get more post expansion. Like I, for I know Kerfoot. Yeah, honestly, I like. I, it might not be a lot more, but I, I think they could. Would I trade those two to keep the roster together? No, I, I wouldn't have because I would no. have no issue with just letting them Let take Kerfoot. Yeah, I said that a million times. Yeah, the, 
But at the end of the day, if it just ends up we have the same team, I have no issues with that either because it's still a good team. And, right? and, and I'm sure like Kyle Dubas doesn't do his stuff, like wouldn't do this without doing his homework, right? Like I'm sure if he like if if the plan is to keep McCann, then he obviously knows that maybe Seattle values Kerfoot more than McCann, right? We don't know what like that's possible. There's a lot of internal talks going on that we're not privy yeah. to. So so actually, Jonas Siegel released an article. I don't know if you read it, maybe an hour ago. I read Sa- a snippet. Yeah. It was essentially saying like they're expecting Seattle to take Alex Kerfoot. Okay. So I don't know. It's not for sure. But he also said in that article, there's no word. On whether there's an internal deal or sorry, no. a, a side deal. I would, if to I had to guess, the chances them. that there's a deal are very low, very low. The deal yeah. was made. That was yesterday's deal. That was their side deal. That ensured that at the very minimum, their team is pretty much the same. So, do you think they wouldn't have done that deal if they couldn't get guarantee that Seattle's taking Kerfoot? Say that again. So, do you think that the Jared McCann trade doesn't happen if the Leafs don't know? Whether Seattle would take McCann, Kerfoot, or Jordan. No, I think they already didn't know which one they would take. But at the end of the day, it's just the insurance, right? Yeah. You have the insurance. No matter what, you're, you're pretty much at the same stage as you were before. The expansion doesn't yeah. ruin you. It doesn't leave you with a massive hole. The other funny thing I want to point out is everyone said how hard it would be to replace Alex Kerfoot on Twitter. These same people yesterday were saying how ridiculous it would be if we lost Jared McCann. Like, they didn't want to give Kerfoot under any circumstances because he was irreplaceable to them. They easily replaced him via a trade with low cost with a better player. And now Kerfoot's forgotten about. No one cares. Okay, no, we traded for McCann. They better take Kerfoot now. We better not lose McCann. It's like, again, that type of player right now in the league, there's a lot of them. It seems like in this We've circumstance, you have to remind people, they have to take a yes, player. Correct. They're not I, taking Pierre Engvall. I know, and I'm sorry. And oh. there would be people that would complain if they took Pierre Engvall. I know, but, believe me. but honestly, like everyone was freaking out. They're going to lose Alex Kerfoot. They get Jared McCann. Kerfoot was suddenly chopped liver to everyone. It's like, okay, yeah, all right, we'll lose Kerfoot. Just make sure we don't lose Jared McCann now. Like That was our point the whole time that people weren't like grasping, though. It's like... That type of player is actually more easily replaceable than a $2 million Justin Hall. And the Leafs recognize that. Mm-hmm. So I'm happy about that. 100%. One, one thing we have to do, though, before next episode is audit your Twitter follows and make sure you're, you start to unfollow those people. Because I don't know who you're following. I don't but follow them. They give, they just, okay, they're they're, they're talk, the reply guys, aren't no, they? No, not even that. Because whatever Twitter's stupid new thing is, if, if you like uh, a bunch of yes. Leafs tweets, it gives you a recommended topic on your timeline. Uh, the topics. And, and I see all these tweets. Like... I, my favorite is people taking screenshots of the recommended topics, and it's like if the topic is like lawn bowling, and then it's someone talking about like lighting their lawn on fire or something that's <laughs> just totally unrelated. It's, yeah, yeah. It's a funny, funny trick. It is, trip. yeah, yeah. But I got one. I'm not going to say it because it's, it was just really weird. I'll say it off off mic kind of thing because it was it threw me for a loop. W- was it under the funny category? No, it was okay, like things you might like, and it was a tweet I definitely did not like. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but in terms of Jared McCann, what we're getting in that type of player, I want to go into this a little bit. From what I knew before, like from his draft years, excellent skater. You're getting a lot of speed from him, um, which the bottom six, when you look at like McKay's a good skater, Engvall's a good skater, Kerfoot's not the greatest, it looks like garbage, but whatever. So you, you're adding some speed to the bottom six, which you would like, or potentially second line left wing. Um, on top of that, he has a much, much better shot than what most of the guys do in the bottom six there, or even 
yeah, you know what I mean. When I say bottom six, I mean second line left wing as well. He's interchangeable between 3C and second line left wing, in my opinion. So a great shot, pretty good finisher there. The one thing, like, and from all accounts, what I've seen on Twitter from some of the writers in Pittsburgh, as well as Vancouver, they've seen improvements in his game, and he's still on the up and up. He's still grinding to really reach his full potential there. So that's where you got to be happy about this acquisition. The numbers are there. They look fantastic. He only played 14 minutes a game this year and put up 32 points in 43 games. Not bad. I do expect his numbers to probably take a tad bit of a hit in terms of points per minute. Like 14 14 minutes a game, 32 points in 43 games with a one, what was it? 106.7 PDO, which is extremely high. PDO being on a shooting percentage plus on a save percentage. The total between that should be around 100. And then on top of that, Jared McCann shot 33% on the power play. Some of the goals are scored on Michael Hauser and Dustin Tokarski. He's not playing any goalie with that type of caliber that many times this year. So the numbers will take a bit of a hit. But if he does play like 16, 17 minutes, second line left wing, he could put up some great numbers there as well. Yeah, I, so you got to consider that sort of part. It's a great addition. I'm hoping they keep him. Yeah, I'm hoping we get to keep him and see him in a Leafs uniform. You're now. right. Honestly, you also I like that you brought up he could play wing because his faceoffs have definitely not been a strong suit for him. And like obviously prioritizing a center, you need to be able to take faceoffs. So I actually kind of came around to the idea of having like him and Kerfoot on a third line for us with maybe like a Mikhaev. That would be a pretty good third line. Like good solid maybe. defensive metrics on all three of those guys and now you have someone who can finish a little better too but now that's out the window but i agree i think he, mm-hmm. he would fit well with Tavares and nylander nylander could take some draws because nylander's pretty good at taking face sorry i said whatever you know what i mean even on a line without Tavares with nylander is what i meant to say okay let's say you you want whatever Tavares doesn't come back healthy or i think if you put mccann nylander and another winger that would be a very good second line Work. So, something that I've 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 kind of been looking for is I think Nylander can drive his own line and like I, I I've I've kind Showed of been, it in the been interested to see how he looked without Tavares and he looked great without Tavares and how, think about how the punch we could have in our lineup if we have Matthews Marner then Nylander and Tavares separate. But you need Nylander getting those minutes and are you really going to give a different line separate from that those minutes like are you going to put Tavares with Matthews Marner full time like. No, but you can roll. You can do three good, three good lines. lines. You can do yeah. Tampa. Tampa, Tampa did, exactly. Yeah. And just say who 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 are you going to put against us? Okay, you want to you yes. want to try and shut down that line? Go, Could be something worth lines. exploring. I suppose it's a good way to manage your lack of depth, right? Yes. The yeah. perceived lack of depth on the lease. If yes. you end up moving guys around, it, I think it could help. Yes, I, suppose. I agree. Yeah, I agree. But I also think I don't think Nylander's better without John Tavares. That's, I'm not. I'm not saying I know. He is, I'm just but saying. Ideally, I think those guys play together. Yeah, yeah. The one thing with the Jared McCann trade, a lot of Leafs were kicking up dust about it beforehand, saying, oh, I really, really want him, whatever. I thought the price on it would be higher than what the hell yeah. it was. We were expecting possibly a first-round <laughs> pick for him. Yeah, and that's where I was like, okay, these people, like, like you're going to have to pay whatever. And, like, I, I tweeted back at one guy. I'm like, these numbers are coming down. Do you really think it's going to be worth it? And they mentioned, like, he got picked. They liked Brandon Tanev yeah. over him. He's being exposed. Crazy. Like, yeah. how much could they really have value in him? I'm like... Okay, like I could, I could come around yeah. to the idea of that. He does bring, he does have strong suits in his game in terms of his skating. He's a pretty good shooter as well. Pretty good, not a sniper as I've been seeing. Do it. Is, I think Damian Cox or Steve. Simmons. No, it was Steve Simmons. 
He, he 100% watched my highlight video. He, Probably. 1,000%. What do you think he did? He was like, oh, yeah. after watching some tape, buddy, you searched up Jared McCann highlights, highlights 2021. Yeah, yeah. What comes up when you search that? The video we put out. Yeah. Ta-da. Go watch it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's doing crazy numbers, too. I love that. But anyways, yeah, I lost my train of thought. But Sorry. great player. Oh, Mc- brings some McCann, strong yeah. suits to him. And we got him for pennies on the dollar. I'm just really hoping we get to see him uh, with the Leafs next year. 100%. Though. And I, I feel bad for Pittsburgh fans out there because what are they doing? I don't know. This is like a That's little another that was just I, I just looked at their – I didn't realize they protected Jeff Carter. Yeah. What? Yeah, they protected Jeff Carter. How many years does that guy have left? How old is he? What the hell? One or two years. He has one, one year, year left, but oh. they protected him over Zach Aston Reese. I'm not surprised. That, they said they were going to put the – I don't know why. Anyways, whatever, whatever. That you don't have to get into that. It's kind of funny when you look at the trade, though, because like – as everyone probably knows, the Kasperi Kapanen trade last year, we ended up getting Philip Hollander, and we held Philip Hollander for one year, signed him to a contract, probably paid his bonus, and then gave him back. So, like, was there a holding fee? But it's yeah. funny because Pittsburgh has done that. But like, there was new management, so it kind of made sense. But it's funny how new management's like, no, we like that guy that you you guys picked. Bring him back. But Pittsburgh did do this before in the form of Jamie Alexiak. Yeah. <laughs> do you remember that when they traded him yeah. to... Uh, sorry, Dallas traded him to Pittsburgh, and then Pittsburgh just traded him back the yep. next season. The the one so. thing that I will say about McCann, it's weird how many times he's been moved already. Like, I don't know why. For not very much. Even now, again. He was like, a first-round pick, and he hasn't been traded for very much. Why doesn't Pittsburgh like him? That's the one weird thing I don't really I understand. Don't um, the only thing I can think of is they're still paying reparations for them, like getting Phil Kessel from us. No. <laughs> I don't know. That was a joke, yeah, by the yeah. way. It that is a, a weird one. Because yeah. <laughs> they're like donating to us, it feels like. Yeah. They keep giving us shit stuff for no reason. I, don't know. I he, hope like he they, can, if he's on the team, I hope he can play 3C for us. That's do you remember his draft year's numbers just all of a sudden disappeared? And it yeah, wasn't yeah. like he was injured or anything? Yeah. But anyways, he ended up going 24th overall. Since then, traded with a second round pick in 2016 for to Florida for Eric Goodbranson and a fifth. Like, that one was just like, okay, sure. And then 2019 traded with Nick Bukestad for Riley Sheehan, Derek Broussard, a second-round pick in 2019, a fourth-round pick in 2019, and then another fourth-round pick in 2019. That one also, it's like... But he, and, you know, he's been consistently good for Pittsburgh since then, been too. De- which he's is, been pretty good. And yeah. for those who follow the fancy stats, he is an absolute analytics darling. All the t- people on Twitter love him. Mm-hmm. So that's a good thing, right? And it, but it, it is interesting to look. What's that? Three trades now where he's been traded for seemingly less than what he actually brings to the lineup there. Like Florida, sure, he wasn't playing that that well. But Pittsburgh, he sure did. Oh, oops. But uh, <laughs> to like kind of wrap it up, if they are able to lose Kerfoot's 3.5 mil in the expansion and keep McCann at 2.9, who's a much better player, that's an absolute win for Kyle. Like that's a massive win for us, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And the, Kerfoot, the, you replace like Kerfoot with a better, pl- cheaper player, and that's your expansion cost? Like, that's that would be great, That's right? insane, yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. I still think, I mean, if we, again, going back to the the lose, lose McCann to the expansion, and f- if Kerfoot's on the roster starting day, like, I'd be disappointed. I'm not going to lie. In terms of, like, there's other options out there. If you could have moved him, why wouldn't you have moved that salary to get one of those other options? Some of the guys on the exp- on the unprotected lists too were 
could have brought something to the lineup, like could have made a move for them. So we'll see. We got to Wednesday. Yeah. Um, I don't, yeah, I agree with you guys. Like Dave Haxall's the coach of Seattle. He played Travis Dermott 13 minutes this They're year. They're not taking Travis Dermott. I would be, just would, I, I, could, I would be, I would so be shocked. Surprised. Yeah. I'd be shocked. Unless Sheldon Keefe was gung ho. Like, no, you can't play Travis Dermott any more than 13 minutes. Like it would make no sense to me. And then they scratched him. No, I, I think Haxall at the end of the year was using Kerfoot a lot on the penalty kill too. Right. Something to so. keep in mind. Right. So, oh, yeah. and McCann doesn't kill any penalties, which he uh, is not. Yeah. So we'll he's see. I, th- I think he could end up being a very, very useful piece to our team. And he's cheaper than Kerfa. Like it would yeah. be a no brainer. So we'll 2. see. 2.9. And yeah. under team control for next year, right? I just want to point out that if the they uh, Seattle does take uh, Kerfa, the lease will have 9 mil, 9.9 mil in cap space. So, so 10 million to 10 sign. 10 million to sign. Essentially to get a, a backup goalie and a first line left winger. Yeah. So. Looking maybe through. maybe another depth forward and another depth D. So yeah. put a million aside for those two things. But like, it's not crazy that they sign up forward for like five to seven million dollars. Yeah, that is could, not could at all over. out of the realm of possibility. Yeah. So That's I, I did see a video on Instagram. It was some guy like complaining, like, "Where are they getting all this cap space from?" It's like, well, have you? looked at the cap situation no, they don't because like, the last three years all that's been conditioned to lease fans is they're in cap hell they're honestly not even the five worst cap situations in the no, league not even close not even close not even close like tampa bay is in a yeah and way oh, worse. Oh, tampa bay pour them one yeah, back-to-back cups like, in quote-unquote cap hell yeah okay like salary cap doesn't exist guys. It, doesn't. it only exists if you want it to it's just like taxes <laughs> oh, yeah so so for us we're not surprised right no, four and four no Maybe a little surprise after trading McCann, they didn't go seven three one. But in that, one, in that regard, I was. Yeah. I was but overall, I, again, we said they're not leaving Hall. Like they're not leaving Hall to protect Kerfoot. They're not leaving Hall to protect Dermot. No, that was never going to happen. No. Yeah, no, that would. Uh, I just thought I mean, you bring in Jared McCann. I thought it would be like because you really want him on your roster, but I guess it's more of just like an insurance sort of policy to mm-hmm. it. Yep. But well, when you look at it from a fan's perspective, and I understand it, like these insurance policies that the Leafs have spent on, when you look at David Riddick, they brought him in as an insurance policy because they didn't know anything about Frederick Anderson's health situation. Ben Hutton, for a fifth, did not even dress in the playoffs once. He was in another insurance policy there. And then you bring in this Jared McCann situation. You trade away Philip Hollander in a seventh as insurance because you want to have that third line center and Alex Kerfoot in place. And then I guess if, if nothing's out there that's available, you're not able to entice a free agent to come in to replace them. You just keep them on the roster. Right? So it is that insurance policy, but the thing is about insurance, it's boring. So as a fan, you're like, what the hell is going on here? It's boring ass insurance stuff. Insurance only works. Like when you get into the accident and the issue arises, right? Insurance is another scam. Yeah. Let's it feels like out. a scam, but until you get into, like, until you rear end someone and you don't yeah, have, you've a, already yeah. paid out like twenty thousand dollars in insurance, and then they get all mad when you put in a claim. But that's that's something else. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. um, so in terms of the lease protection list, so no surprise there. Not at no. all. Not at I mean, all. And I think I think people need to start uh, 
putting some respect on Justin Hall's name. I, I don't understand what happened. On, That's what I was What's happening next. on Twitter? We're, like it's it's insane. Like I, I say thought something nice about Justin Hall. Yeah, like I thought this guy was like coveted from us fans. Like I, I we love. Did we had not him as love a him? Norris nominee halfway through the yeah, year? It was like, really weird. <laughs> I thought we all loved him, and I I I love our ability to just switch on people on a dime. I am seeing more people now saying like I don't understand this oh, Justin Hall bashing mm-hmm. like. I thought he was decent this year. Yeah, like, no, it, it's honestly, it's just unwarranted. I think it just doesn't make any sense, like the like the the bashing on Justin Hall. But also, even if he just ends up being a solid complementary partner to Jake Muzzin, like last year, that's great. Yeah, there was 100%. no issues with the Leafs D this year. Yeah, they they seem to fit in very well together. Why are we trying to rock the boat? Like we, our D issues existed for 15 years where we didn't have a competent decor. Last year we actually did for the yeah. first time in I don't know how long. Mm-hmm. So it's okay, good. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, so he's not like a line driving number two defenseman who can have his own pairing. Like, no, okay, but he's a good complimentary three slash four defenseman to Jake Muzzin. That's great. Two million dollars for two million. Cap great. Cap efficiencies. That's he doesn't have really to have a 99 percent war to be a good player. Like, yeah. That's the other thing. Yeah, the war stuff is really like Travis Dermott's at an eighty percent war. Justin Hole's at a forty six. But, but there, like, there's also like, but it's bu- like when you look at it, Justin Hole's war value went down from last year to this year. What changed? You started playing against better players. But that's yeah. the other thing, dude. You, you got to read into to that an, stuff. But everything should be. You shouldn't like it's an it eye be, test along with the analytics exactly. there, and you have to but use not, the entire data that's available. But not even just putting it to a war number when you don't take it like per minute as well makes no sense, right? Like. Travis Thurman's bringing that eighty percent war. He's only playing thirteen third minutes. Line. Yeah. Like, so yeah. there's that actual value is probably equivalent to whatever value Justin Holt brought at twenty two minutes. I, I the only reason why I don't know is because I don't know enough about like the model itself and the back end of it to like know it's what the calculations are. Toy. Right? That's okay, here we are. Yeah. Nick Richard actually, I was going on Twitter to look for a tweet. It wasn't as good as I thought it was, so I'm just went back to the homepage here. Nick Richard brought up a good point. The more I look at Seattle's available options at center, the more I believe they might just really want Kerfoot. Yeah, they might. That'd be interesting. And like we talked about it like last episode, that Vegas' biggest issue is that they they don't have any centermen and there weren't too many of them exposed to them in the draft. So maybe they see that as in, like maybe Seattle sees that as an issue with Vegas, say, hey, maybe we should load up on center this year. And if you actually like break it down, Kerfoot has played like similar amount of center to McCann, but like this year he played more center than Jaron McCann did. So... I'm not saying he can do it better, but like if you're comparing the two, for example, McCann is better. Like, but he didn't he didn't play that much center this year, though, right? Like, no, it was more of Wayne. He played with Malkin, I think, yeah. a little bit. I saw he moved there. more to center when Malkin got hurt. Yeah, mm-hmm. out of necessity, well, kind of thing. Whole, the whole Pittsburgh lineup got hurt. The yeah. fact that they finished first place to me is just absolutely incredible. Yeah, and <laughs> and also like I don't know how much say Hextall has. I know we just, we just talked about this, but like if you you've seen him, you've seen him so many games, right? Like he was under your microscope. Would you rather take him or the guy you have you've bar- like yeah. barely seen or are gonna watch like cl- like a tape on like you're gonna have to watch hours of tape on and even still that doesn't compare to the knowledge you have about Alex Kerfoot the ins and outs of his games what he can and can't do. This guy Brian CRD actually brought up a good point. I'm just gonna summarize Let's it. He was it. saying like doesn't matter if you have McCann or not. Like if Matthews and Marner's poo the bed in the playoffs, like we're gonna have issues again playing in simple. Like yeah. hopefully they can show up again and then all this will be. We won't be arguing about who's going to be playing fourth line left wing next year. It matters, though, because if they do crap the bed yes. and they need someone to score, they, they can still they win. Can't, like, they can't. Like, that's – they almost won with them not playing to their full yeah, ability. Yeah, I know. But, like, they, like, they got to show up. 
I don't know. But that's the reason I don't agree with that. If Kyle Zubas did nothing this summer, you think people would say, no, yeah, it doesn't it, matter. Only if it only matters if Matthews oh, and Martin. No, 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 no exactly. Would. Well, everyone's complaining. Oh, we're going to bring the band back together. No, no. Yeah. But like it's the band that got your first place in the North Division. I don't know. There's a lot of philosophical differences that you can look into it. But anyways, Jared McCann, in summary, Jared McCann's a great player. No surprises on the protection list there. Um, hopefully they take Kerfoot, which we've is been saying for like, like three weeks too. To. How long have we been saying then, just hope they take Kerfoot? Like yeah. just trust us. Hope they take Kerfoot. Yeah. yeah. And then we'll uh, be on our merry way to free agency or the draft and then free agency. Oh, Coming yeah. quick. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. Up. Is there any other Leaf quick. stuff that we haven't mentioned? I think that's that's most of it, right? Like I think that's it. Stop slandering Justin Hall. That's it. And do you, I have a question for you guys quickly. Do you think post-expansion, hypothetically, Dermot isn't picked? Do you think he could be traded or do you 100%. think? hundred percent. Okay. Could be traded? Yeah. Yeah, for like, it'll end up being kind of, I want to call it like pennies on the dollar. It won't be much, like third, fourth round pick kind of thing. It won't be too much, but like, I think teams have interest in him for sure. So at that point, is it better to maybe keep him? What do you mean keep, like? As like your fifth defenseman, sixth maybe, defenseman. Maybe it depends. It depends. It, like again, we talked about we want Lillergan in the lineup. I'm so just uh, hypothetical speaking. Yeah. Well, for me, after the Scouch episode, I mean, what he said. I don't, I mean, it'd be painful to have Lillergan in the minors again, but like, I can understand it, kind of thing. Maybe this year you test out Travis Dermott and you say, "Screw it!" Like you're playing right side all year. If it doesn't work out, you're gone. Oh, yeah. But kind of thing. Here, here's my thing: is like Seattle. If, if Seattle does kind of what like what Vegas does and takes a bunch of D and flips them, if you kind of miss out on that sweepstakes, like the Leafs are right there with Travis Dermott, who you can take up. Obviously, not as depending on the defense and they take, not as good as some of them there. But I think I think there's going to be a lot of teams looking for defensemen oh, this and also summer. The Leafs love insurance, so, <laughs> so yeah, maybe maybe uh, maybe it's leaning towards policy. he stays. But I, I could see Travis Dermott getting dealt and not put like. Not not making it to the season. Just wait until two, a week from now. Not only is Dermot still on the roster, but they sign like a Bogosian type player again. That's what's going to happen too. Okay, we'll see. Right. I do think so. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, Bogosian went to market too. We didn't even mention that. Yeah, he could still come back. Though. UFA. Yeah. He can come back, but like, how much do you think he thinks he's worth? Probably two to three now. Yeah, wow. he got a little bit of a buy. He's still like not young. He's 30, 31? 32, 32, but like. His anticipation, I thought, was really, really good last year. His skating was not the best. He was kind of slow, but he sees the game so well. Like, everyone, oh, you need big bag, but goes, he wasn't the most physical yeah. guy out there. He's, not, he's not really that he physical. Just, he's a, his hockey sense was off the charts, I yeah. thought. He's got a really good offensive brain, as yeah. well. His shot was not very good either, I thought. But, like, just like a solid third-line guy. But, like, if you're spending two mil on that sort of part, it's like... You'd rather I spend two mil on Justin that, Hall. No. Yeah, Cap efficiencies. That's what yeah. I'm yep. got to hammer, hammer home here. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I think that's about all I have for the Leafs, really. Yep. I'm mean, excited to see what happens on expansion. Farewell, night. Zach Hyman again. This is the Zach Hyman farewell summer. It's okay. Kind of thing. But I guess we can get into around the league now. All right. So Saturday, we're, we're sitting around waiting for this trade deadline to hit. And nothing was happening like nothing Aiden Hill got traded at the like the last minute and it was like okay like that's it okay sure and, and then and then you tweeted I tweeted yeah 
Because because you told me to an hour before. You were the domino. <laughs> That's what you I like to think. You told me to tweet that an hour before. I'm just gonna say that. Yeah, that was me. But, Sorry. And yeah, it was boring. And then everyone got up at three o'clock to eat lunch or do whatever. And then all of a sudden, bang, 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 bang. Nolan Patrick, Cody Glass, Ryan Ellis, Carey Price waves his no movement clause. Jason Dickinson, um, all get and then Jared McCann as well. All within like a one minute span where it's like yeah. oh. I don't know. I guess let's let's the get into was them. full, yeah. but let's get into them a little bit. What'd you think of this Philadelphia, this three-way trade first? What'd you think? So it was Ryan Ellis to Philadelphia. Philadelphia gave Nolan Patrick, who went to Vegas, and Philip Myers, who went to Nashville. So and Philly, then, Philly to Nashville was Ryan Ellis to Philly, and then Philly gave up Nolan Patrick and Philip Myers, yes. and then Nashville flipped. To Vegas, Nolan Patrick for Cody Glass. Yes, yes. because Nolan Patrick um, would have had to be was it a protection yeah, so thing? Nolan, Nolan Patrick would have had to have been protected by Nashville. Nashville, and they only protected three forwards. Yes, so, which they could have actually just protected him because they protected a forward we've never even heard. A of. forward that played in the ECHL this past year yeah. and does not have a contract. Currently. Yes, correct. So yes, that is a that deal is the. Like, what a big win for Philadelphia that is. Holy smokes. I feel like with Nashville right now, what they're doing with all this expansion stuff, which is crazy because they traded Arvidsson so many weeks on July 1st. Like, I feel like it's they got to class. They forgot that homework was due, and they're trying to do it right now. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, it's weird. I don't know. Like, Tanner Jeanette, is that the the name of the guy? Like, do they have just huge plans for him? Does Tanner Jeanette's family even think that... I don't know. They're they going to give him a two-year deal at seven. At seven. Or sorry, two two million dollar deal at seven years. Yeah, he's like the prime guy. To, <laughs> he's the prime guy to receive a Cali Yarncraft, Colton yeah. Sissons type of contract. But yeah, I thought getting Ryan Ellis for Philly was a massive win. And all things considered, they really. I know Nolan Patrick was the second overall pick, but you can't really look at him in that lens. He's had a lot of injury issues. He really never found his Missed stride a in Philadelphia. Full year last year. Yeah. So, and Philip Myers was like young defenseman. Could go either way, I feel like. They, they had, they kind of, you know, Philip Myers kind of fit the mold of a lot of other young defensemen or even older defensemen they've brought in. Like, they needed a legitimate guy who can, like, play tough mm-hmm. minutes. Like, they needed, a, like, basically a, a one slash two defenseman. And they got it. Ryan Ellis is legit. Like, he's, he's really good. The only problem is he's a little old. He's 30. And he's got six years left at six and a half million. Oh. Or five years left at six and a half million. Let me check right. that. I mean, look how no. many like just bloated free agent contracts they have on their roster. Right, right exactly. Now. They're so, they need to win the, right exactly. now. Exactly, a hundred percent. They're all in. So I like the deal. Like the, I don't think the cost was that much. Those are like Nolan Patrick's not worth his name recognition. You know. Yeah. yeah. So giving him up is not a big deal. They are, have a ton of depth at forward. They're going to lose JVR or, Vor- or Voracek maybe, maybe or Gossespair. Like, but they they like they have a ton of guys on their roster. So I like to trade a lot for them. Small, small thing, but smart move for Philly in expansion-wise because a lot of teams panicked, like Nashville, trading away guys who they weren't going to protect, and then, but just to lose another guy. Like, Philadelphia has Voracek, Van Riemsdyk, and Gossespair. Those guys all, all can get value around the league, but they're not going to trade them because, hey, they, yeah. they know that they're gonna, they can only take one. So It also looks like Nashville's just stripping it down and I, starting you, I think again. they are. I think, but... Yeah, I almost weird. guarantee yeah. they are based on what yeah, I, you'd I hope. Like the thing is, is, like what their moves aren't really like yeah making a lot of sense to me. No, but, not at all. I don't know what's going on there. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you are stripping it down and starting again, like Philip Myers is a great guy to bring in because like he's got some good physical tools to him. Kind of hasn't 
found his stride in the NHL quite yet, but I guess has shown flashes from what I know of him. But like that's a guy you could start, you could throw into the fire and play 20 minutes. If he plays like garbage, who cares? You're tanking anyways. And then hopefully he develops on from there. Right now he's kind of in a tweener spot with with Philadelphia for a team that's looking to win right now. It's tough to like hope that he develops while under all that pressure to win, right? So Yeah, the other thing about Myers is let's say he develops or even mm-hmm. Patrick, right? But more Myers. You just replace him with like a guy who's better than probably he will ever be in Ryan Ellis. Like Oh yeah. You know, so you're Ryan just, Ellis is a fantastic Fantastic. Defense, so like, I think again, it's a great I think, move by Philadelphia. They're yeah. all in. Yeah, Philadelphia was the biggest winner by far in that trade. Uh, yeah. Nashville probably kind of, I don't know. The Nashville uh, Vegas deal is a little interesting. It really showed you what Vegas thinks of Cody Glass. And so it's, we talked about it. It's, yeah. They think he's garbage. Yeah, they don't but, think he can play in the NHL. And we talked about that. I remember they took Glass, Brand, Suzuki, and Branch. I was like, yeah. this is the future of Vegas. They're going to be sick. And them winning early just. Just flipped that on yeah. its head, and now none of those guys are still there, which, yeah, is, which is crazy, crazy to think about. And oh, yeah. so, so, obviously, the, they must have traded for Nolan. They they traded for Nolan Patrick, like you said, because of the expansion. They, he, uh, Vegas says is not in the expansion draft. They don't have to protect anyone, and Nolan Patrick would have to be protected if he were on a team. And so, I guess uh, uh, Nashville thought that they could just they got they got they basically got someone they didn't have to protect. They got a guy that was exempt, but they yeah. had so many like. So yeah, spots to kill yeah, in terms of protection. They protected Tanner Jeanette. Yeah, it's who weird. was in the ECHL this year. And one thing I will say about Nolan Patrick, like I think I would, if I had to take him or Glass, I would take Glass. I think he has higher potential. I don't yes. think he's been given even close to a chance to shine Fair. in Vegas. Yeah. But Nolan Patrick is a center. He's a legitimate NHL center. Whether he, whether he's a good one or not, I'm not sure. We know Vegas needs centermen, and he is 100 percent a centerman. Yeah. And including he's been over 50% on draws his whole career, even his rookie season, all three years. So Vegas is probably looking at that. Something I know it sounds very simple, but they had a they, ton of trouble with down the middle, right? Exactly. They really just need someone who can – a warm body who can take a face off. That's just all they need. Put, put them in the Yanmark <laughs> spot. I think on yeah, this one, uh, you could say Vegas is taking a gamble. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I, just, I just couldn't really – And you know what? He's more. He's probably more – steady NHL wise right now than Cody mm-hmm. Glass and that's what they want. They don't yeah. want to wait for Glass to develop. But yeah. again for Nashville if it does seem like maybe they are stripping it down. Cody Glass is a good guy to give give a chance that's to another right? one, yeah. yeah. So they got two guys that like you can really throw into the fire and hope to develop kind of thing from there. So but with in terms of Nolan Patrick to Vegas, I thought that was just a real like one for one Cody Glass for Nolan Patrick is very interesting. It's the second overall pick from was it that year exactly? Yep. For 2017, yep, the, for the, the second seventh overall, overall pick? For the sixth overall sixth. pick from that year. How, um, and, like, I mean, Nolan Patrick, though, has just gone through so many different injuries. He had the migraine disorder that knocked him out for a full year there. Um, and just the abuse in Philly was too much for him, so he had to he had to get out of town there. I'm hoping, I'm really, really hoping he, he kind of develops because this kid's been through so much, and he's only, what, 22? 22 years and old. And he's got the yeah. tool yeah. set for it, right? So Exactly. There's a reason he went second overall. Second overall. Like, it sucks to see a kid like that like be labeled as a bust because like he's had to deal with so much. It's not like he's a nail Yakupov and he's getting chased by bees out there. He had legitimate medical yeah. issues. So 
here's hoping he he finds his footing in in Vegas and hoping that Vegas like gives him a chance, gives him a legitimate chance there. Yeah, and I I I love to speculate, so I'm I'm just thinking maybe this like I wonder if they want to use him to try and acquire Eichel. I don't know if that's crazy, but like uh, he because because of his draft pedigree, maybe you can you can fleece a GM who really isn't isn't too like I don't know I don't want to. Crap on Honestly, Kevin Adams. for the amount of flippy, flippy trades that have been happening, I'm not going to say no to that. Yeah. Like we just saw it right there, he got traded and then flipped again. Like yeah. who knows? Yeah. Well, like it, it'd be crazy for Vegas to get Eichel. So like for them to flip Nolan Patrick, it's, like whoa, whatever. do it, That's yeah, like, yeah, exactly. No, yeah. of course, That's the least crazy part of that trade there, <laughs> in my opinion. But yeah. um, in but terms, yeah, so win, win for Philadelphia. Lost for Nashville, interesting gamble for for Vegas. I, I think Something. I yeah. think lost for Nashville in terms of like especially what's their goal. what are they doing? If yeah. it's a rebuild, then I guess it's not a loss. But then like, why did you sign them? Why did you sign Duchesne? Why like, you give up on it after one year? Yeah, but I, it's I, weird. Also, don't you guys think you can get more? Like, I guess more for Ryan. Ryan Ellis, yeah. yeah, like and if you're blowing it up, wouldn't you just rather get picks? I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Maybe, maybe I don't were know. Maybe, they, were they not going to protect him? I don't know. I have no, <laughs> I have idea. no idea, man. I have no idea. Maybe they were going to protect sixty. I don't know. I have no idea. Anyways, um, on to the next deal. On to the next deal. So we had the Aiden Hill trade. It was Aiden Hill, uh, and it's Aiden Hill for a second and Joseph Coronash, something along those lines. Yep. Correct. Yeah, that's correct. In essence, the big parts of the trade were Aiden Hill and a second round pick. I'll get the exact details in one moment here. Yeah, going to Arizona with the, with a seventh in 2022 for Joseph Coronash and a second. Joseph Coronash has really just been an AHL kind of goaltender. Hasn't put up fantastic numbers in the AHL. Did get to play for San Jose a little bit this year, but it was San Jose. They sucked. So and they they signed they willingly traded for Devin Dubnik this year. So whatever. I think it's a decent, pretty decent pickup for San Jose. He's a good goaltender that's on the up and up that would have been left exposed in the entry draft and the expansion. the waiver draft or whatever the expansion draft. There we go. I don't know how I butchered that one. We've done how many episodes now on expansion, <laughs> but he would have been exposed because they were going to keep Darcy Kemper, hopefully to flip to the Toronto Maple Leafs. Fingers but, crossed. Fingers crossed. But now it's a it's a guy that like you can tandem with Martin Jones and give a bigger workload. I guess they've liked what they've seen in that limited workload. His numbers have gotten better year after year. I believe he had the best save percentage on amongst Arizona goaltenders this year. Yep. Still youngish for a goaltending kind of standpoint too. So I think it's a good bet by San Jose to give up that second round and pick for you, him. You said tandem with Martin Jones. I read at, right after this trade that if Martin Jones isn't picked in the expansion, which I doubt he will be, they're planning on buying him out apparently. So. Wow. Wow. So yeah. he's going to be the starter. We'll see if that happens. It was more, it was a, from a San Diego beat writer, or San Jose beat writer. So there we are. we're on a roll today, aren't we? <laughs> we don't but, even know what the draft is, where we are. I, I like the pickup. I, I was kind of surprised at the acquisition costs. Not that it was high, but like Aiden Hills only played 49 NHL games. I guess it's not that dissimilar to like Jack Campbell for a second though. So we didn't we give a third. No, it was, a, it was a second and a third. Uh, Jack I'm pretty Campbell sure it was a third was in, and Trevor Moore. Well, Jack Campbell was also with uh, Trevor Kyle, uh, Clifford. Kyle, Kyle Clifford. Clifford right there. So in terms of the similarities with Jack Campbell. No, no, I mean, I'm just saying in terms of acquisition costs, not like similarities in terms of goaltending or anything like that. And like how many games they've played and stuff like yeah, that. He, Jack Campbell had played 57 games. So same thing. Like played in 57 games. So. But yeah, similar. He, I, but Jack Campbell was older, I believe. Yeah, Aiden Hill seems like uh like 
kind of like the typical prototype yeah. goalie build, taller guy. Yeah. Like pretty, like not a thicker guy, a little skinnier, lanky. Looks like a goalie. That's what I, when I watched him, he looks like a goalie to me. Six, six, two hundred pounds. And I liked, I liked the bet for San Jose. Like, they, cause especially cause they don't have to just pay him right away. Like he's an RFA, but obviously he's done nothing to earn like a massive contract or anything. And that's been their issue. They just love handing out those contracts. Oh yeah. So for them, I like them taking the risk though. Again, yeah. they, they have just struggled with the goaltending room. So oh, yeah. hopefully he's the, you know, he's the answer for them. And again, tidy piece of work for Arizona, not losing him to the expansion draft too. Yeah. It's interesting, like when you usually bet on a goaltender, you're giving him that big contract and hoping it kind of he finds his way in your system as well. With Aiden Hill, the acquisition cost was a little bit high in a second round pick for a guy that's somewhat still unproven. However, like the contracts that you're going to be signing for him are not going to be that that big. I mean, he doesn't work out your part ways kind of exactly right. So that's where it kind of will work in San Jose's favor, but. We'll see. Their defense is still kind of a mess. So it's le- like the goaltending has been bad, but also the defense has not really helped, helped them out yeah. as well. Yeah, no. So um, quick one. We'll go through Jason Dickinson for a third. Do you guys want to expand on that? Or like, no, it's fine for Vancouver. He's actually like a, I think he's a pretty good bottom six checker type player. But yeah. like, how many of those guys is Vancouver just going to get and pay? And like, it's just. Honestly, I don't know. What are, what is there to say about Vancouver? They have too many bad contracts. We don't trust their GM. Now they got to pay their entry-level guys. Like, I, I'm very worried for the state of that team post-Benning because he's not going to be there much longer, and the GM that picks Shit. that up could, Did could they be right. They signed him to an extension, I thought. Yeah. I, he's, I, he's not long for that job. What, what I understand is that the the idea is that the Sedin brothers are going to come in yeah, and that's uh, what I become saw. the GMs I think after Jim Benning, and they're – Oddly enough, they're using G- Jim Benning as a mentor figure yeah. for them, which is probably the worst. <laughs> mentor. To me, that idea is just <laughs> weird. Like they weren't even like working before this because they made a hundred million dollars, and like yeah. they weren't even working really in hockey. They're extremely, extremely nice guys. Like I feel like they were kind of like bribed to come in as Maybe. senior consultants. No, like, Jeff Merrick said what Jason said. Like, yeah. don't be surprised if it ends up being the first like, yeah, like co-GM like how, situation. I, I, yeah, like how invested like co-GM also like. I think that'd be good. Are though. they sharing the same pair of pants too? <laughs> there you are. They always they have. They share the puck. Beds? They share the heart trophy. Like, like I don't know. I don't know. Like, just it's the Sedins. They're great hockey players, but like the general manager position for a, a National Hockey League team is like it, it's next level, man. Like, how many how many good players have gone into management or coaching or whatever and just absolutely flunked because they didn't like like when you look at like good players that have gone in and done well like it's because they sunk like they're they've sunk their mm-hmm. heart and soul into yeah. it yeah like but also at the same time like a lot of gms aren't the best so yeah but that's what you're saying but yeah jason dickinson like fine little pickup yeah, yeah. third yeah. round pick it's like not that that big but it's, it's an upgrade for them so why not it's kind of crazy when you see dickinson went for a third we got a guy uh, like what hollander could barely receive a third maybe i don't know if we yeah like at, at most, and we were able to pick up a guy like Jared McCann for almost equivalent value. To yeah, what, who's obviously way better. Way better. Yeah. yeah. So Anyways. good, good little tidy, tidy work, work by Kyle Tubis and dunk on Jim Benning time. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then Andrew Ladd was traded for to the uh, from the Islanders with a second in 2021, a second in 2022, a conditional third in 2023, uh, to the Arizona Coyotes for nothing. Yep. Future yeah. considerations. So he had two years left at five and a half. And million. he could be LTIR'd, right? 
I don't, uh, I don't think, think so. so. He was buried. He's for buried. So his, his buried cap hit is 4.5. Four seven he or buried, like, he was in the AHL. He's actually if you is look he on still playing. I, I don't know if he's I don't still know, playing, but if, if but you look, he on, was not eligible for LTIR. Mm-hmm. And you, if you really? he did play in the AHL this year, he played a game in the AHL. Yeah, cap friendly actually has him listed as an AHL slash junior yeah. player. So his, his so that's that's his why cap- they couldn't keep him because he's not LTIR eligible. He's dead. So he's cancel. gonna play next year. Maybe May, maybe he plays for Arizona. I probably I don't know. I don't know if he's an AHL player anymore. But but essentially the point is they had to they had to clear that contract. They had no choice. Yeah. This wasn't That's, even like that makes really more sense to me why it was for nothing. Yeah, of, like for so much. Sorry, I thought it was they, he was going to be a put on LTIR. No, they would have just put him on LTIR. Yeah. Well, will that Arizona? Yeah. Will Arizona ever not be the garbage dump of the NHL? Like to just dump your know. poor caps in? Like uh, they they need to. I don't know. I feel they like they could have better ownership in a different arena location. Yeah. They they should they also sm- small thing they probably could have should have and could have squeezed a little bit more out for the Andrew Ladd deal it's it's a, like for the the money that they got well, like a, cap- a lot of islanders like writers and fans and what were happy with what they yeah. gave up yeah they're like, like it wasn't a first let's i, go I actually agree no yeah that's that's what i'm I trying agree. to say is that they should have squeezed more like you, you if you're gonna if your philosophy is to do that like be make a them get dump, a first exactly make them give a first make yeah also their second this year is pick what 59 yeah it's not great but it's not you know so you don't even give a top 50 pick this year you clear five million and when you have to sign Anthony Beauvillier and Adam Pellick, like, again, you, it's a big bag on Lou Lamorello's And they're going to lose a guy with a good cap hit in the expansion draft. Maybe, maybe. maybe. Uh, most likely. Like, Josh Bailey and J- uh, Jordan Eberle available? I'm telling you, there's so many good guys available. Yeah. You, you, w- you got to really go on cap friendly and put the players on a team. It, the cap goes quick. Yeah, but if I'm if I'm Ron Francis, I'm I'm thinking to myself, lose a smart guy. He exposed those guys for a reason. He wants those caps off their hand, the salary cap off their hands for sure. And I I would be willing to take like a lesser guy, at, at a lesser cap hit, and, and say like, hey, I'm intending to take this player. If you want us to take Jordan Eberle or or Bailey, give us some, give us a little something, and we'll do it. Give I will say, I will say I think they should take Jordan Eberle though. It's I think so good. too. I absolutely think so. Too. I think Jordan Eberle is, is he analytically is is still a very big contributor to the team. He can drive play both ways. He almost is like uh, analytically very like his not his off even strength offense and defense is similar to what Nugent Hopkins is. Ooh. So yeah, they're probably their player cards player. are very very I, similar. I, I totally agree. Seventy three so. points in his last one hundred and thirteen games. I think. Yeah, that's yeah. what it looks yeah. like. So like that's not bad. Forty points nope, in thirty, not bad at all. Fifty-eight and fifty-five, like fifty, sixty points, and, guys, somewhere in that range. So and not a little bad. little yeah. tangent here that I was thinking about in the expansion draft. I think the players being exposed right now that we're seeing are a lot better than they were uh, when Vegas was around, and I think that's because there was less teams trying to galaxy brain themselves out of well, not yeah, losing a good player. All these teams gave up so much to protect. Mm-hmm. So when when there was good players available. Teams gave up so much to make sure that Vegas they didn't touch picked, them, yeah. kind of thing. They're just saying, interesting Screw to it, note about him. Jordan Eberle, though. He had 37 points in 78 games in his like contract year with the Islanders. He signed for like five by five, I want to say. His cap hits around five mil, and then he had two seasons of better hockey than his contract yeah. year, which is kind of crazy. There, I thought but that was it, interesting. Was that because? Let me check, make sure I'm not incorrect here. But that 18, 19, he was like really good in the playoffs. That's he what, was nine points in eight games. That's why he still got paid, right? Yeah, it would make sense. Five point five. Yeah, that makes sense. All right, um, protection lists. <laughs> you guys took a look at them. Honestly, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna let Jason go on this. He's been like the expansion expert. 
there's been a lot of things I've said, like in our little group chat where he's like, no, nah, you're just wrong about that. So let, I'm going to let him have the floor and just go nuts. I, I don't know. Uh, like what, what, what are we talking about here? You got to give me like surprising some player left off. Most surprising. I, I think that's like, I don't know. We were talking about this before. I thought it was Tarasenko, but th- th- that might not be it. I was shocked about Nino Niederreiter, honestly. Yeah. That was a shocker yeah. to me. That was almost like... Uh, he's incredible. He's great. He's honestly great. And if you're... I, I, I know he's he's on the wrong side of 30, but... like the, the, What's his contract at? He's 5.25. Five, five, For how many more years? I think years? one or two one more year. years. No, one year. One year. UFA 2020. Interesting. Oh. Interesting. And I, I think that's that was like I a little... I believe he was scratched in the playoffs at one point. Was he, he not? He was scratched. Really? I think it was... Was he hurt? He only played seven games. I think he might have been hurt. No, I don't think he was scratched. I'm pretty sure he was hurt. He was, I think he was hurt. So... He's good though. He's like quite good. That I, I don't know who the Carolina GM is right now. I was about to say Ron Francis. Oh, his playoff numbers are rough though. Maybe he was scratched, like really rough. Yeah, they're very, very bad. But he's good. He's uh, very good. Yeah, I I, I still think he was. He's, I think they he's also a, have Jake Bean exposed though. Too. So that that's the thing. I I wonder that they kind of just did that to as an incentive for them to take him over Jake Bean, because right now he like if you're looking to it, it all it really all depends on what Seattle wants to do. If you want to compete right now, you're going to take Nino Niederreiter. If you're not if you're if you're okay without competing right away, maybe you take Jake Bean instead. I would take him no matter what. I, I, I think Niederreiter is better. But yeah. yeah, there's so many guys out there who you can take and flip for PK Subban even. Oh my gosh, I if I if I'm That's a lot of money. It is, but if I'm Seattle, I'm weaponizing that cap space. It says who wants PK Subban at four and a half million dollars? Yeah, right. Or looking for an like look look into Buffalo and say, hey, maybe we can work something out and double retain here, and someone can get PK Subban for two point seven five million dollars. And that and like I don't think any I think every. Almost every uh, team that wants to contend will take PK Subban. For sure, at that he price. could be like a souped-up version of Keith Yandel. Absolutely, just want him to play like power yeah. play and sheltered minutes. He can do more than that too. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And uh, who el- who else is exposed that? Um, I don't know. We, we asked you. We predicted. <laughs> we predicted Giordano. Yeah, Giordano. That yeah. was a that's a tough. One. That was a that was a tough one for Calgary, and that was the right thing to do. It f- is. For yeah, them. I mean, it's so tough to separate the hockey operations from the person there. And they 100% did it. Like, what is it, six, eight, seven, five for yeah. another few more years? He's already high. No, just he's a UFA now. after this year. After this year, yeah, yeah, yeah this is his last year. And what? am I a crack? And like an, another guy like PK Subban, who you could potentially it, it it all depends on what Seattle wants to do, right? And I think the correct move for like ah, oh, it's so tough, but like maybe the, I don't even know what the correct move is for them. I I really don't because they could they could go and compete right now and be a be a playoff team. Yeah, they can. Like Dom Lecision uh, on Twitter, I hope he's, I said it, pronounced his name wrong, Dom at The Athletic, um, he put together a uh, he put together a team of the best players based on game score value added in like of the exposed players, and they were the second best team very cl- by, uh, behind Vegas by, I think, five or six points in that division. That's an Pacific easy division is also poopoo. The Pacific so. division, yeah, but they, that's the division they play in. Exactly, yeah. and and it was project. He was pro- they were projected to get over a hundred points, which is like crazy. Not, it's un- obviously not perfect. They're, I'm no, not saying they're uh, going to get a hundred yeah. points, but give or take. Like, look at the players available. They're great. Yeah, like, you got you got to look at this list. They they have a ton of really good quality players available. Honestly, and yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, I got. Uh, do you have any more players? Well, not player players that I was kind of shocked that were exposed. The last, the last one that just came to my mind. Not shocked because he's good, but shocked because of the situation surrounding him. Carey Price. Yeah. Holy I, I, smokes, waved guys. Waved no movement clause. Yep. And I think that was strategic by the team because I don't, like, I don't know. 
I know there's like a little bit of rumblings that they were they might be considering taking it, but there's no. There's so a, Montreal is no exposing all of these players and pretty much saying like, oh, here's our list. Okay, we protected these guys. We left these guys exposed, but this guy, oh, he's so hurt. Oh yeah. no, <laughs> they did so it with Price hurt. too. Did yeah. you see that he today? Surgery. He needs surgery. He needs surgery. Shea Weber, he's out with a body injury. Oh my god, he can't. Upper or lower? Body. His whole body is falling <laughs> apart on him. I will say one thing: Mark Bergevin has some freaking stones on him. Man. I love it. He is a, like a riverboat gambler, like Ron Rivera. Oh, like yeah. he doesn't give a bleep. Like, no. Imagine they lose Carey Price. Yeah. Like, Maybe. First of all, Maybe it would they be, do. It would be good for their team, actually. Oh, yeah. Like, awesome. But don't, don't tell Habs oh, fans Don't that. tell people that. Seattle's contemplating over it. I've I, seen I, I, so I, many diehard Habs fans. It's like, how could you not take Carey Price when he's on the table? Well, here's the thing. He's in his 30s, and he's a $10.5 million cap hit for a goaltender that has put up a 900 save percentages two years in a row in the regular season. Oh, but Carey, playoff price. What if he doesn't get you to the playoffs from his play? Yeah. We're not doing Mickey Mouse playoffs anymore. No. It's yeah. a real thing. <laughs> so And Carey Price is thirty four. He has five years left at ten and a half million dollars. Oh. Like how how many like I, I I don't know I can't dip into the statistics. Oh. I don't know what's going, going on. Going back to contracts though, isn't it crazy that Giordano kind of played up to his value? He oh, signed yeah. at thirty two years old, six years, and like he, he played above the value. So yeah. I, like, uh, how many other defensemen has that happened rare. with? He's a monster. Like, and I've seen it firsthand skating with him. I've never seen competitiveness like that before. So hopefully, if Seattle takes him, that goes to another level. But going back, yeah, carry with Carey Price there, like a hundred percent, they should not be taking. Yeah, there's so many other good goalies available. Oh, yeah. but wouldn't it be crazy? Montreal puts he has Carey Price and Shea Weber. They have their surgeries. They get their body repaired. Whatever. Both get put on long term <laughs> injured reserved, and they go out there and they have like what twenty million dollars in cap Jack space. Jack Geico. Oh my God, that would be insane. Then maybe I'd give Mark Bergevin the actual respect he deserves yeah. because that would be crazy. That'd there. be masterwork. But yeah, like it, there, I also saw some rumblings of people saying, "Oh, like if you're if you're Seattle, why wouldn't you just take him and then trade him back to Habs at a retained salary?" And I I think they I, I forget there was a, a reporter who reported. I I, I feel off. I forget his name. Um, but he he said that the, the the league has already looked into this and said it would be a no go. Yeah, like you're, that is that is uh, cap Did manipulation. Did you what again? Sorry. Part, oh, to take, to take price, price and, and then, then trade, trade him back, back, retain to Montreal. Someone was rec- recommending that on Twitter. Yeah, but that, that, that funny. Is, Calgary bought out Michael Stone one year and then just signed him back for less amount of money. But that's kind of funny. Yeah, but that but you can't do that. You can't. That's cap surfing. Brooks Orpic got that traded and then bought surfing. traded bought out by Colorado and then signed again by Washington. <laughs> that was funny. I guess that yeah, was funny. with Kerry Price. I mean, yeah, it's kind of illegal yeah. to do that. So it's funny though. But yeah, if I'm Seattle, no, unless I have another deal in place for another team taking like trading for Kerry Price, I would not touch him. Capo Kalkinen, Chris Drieger, and Vitek Vanacek, I but butchered his name a thousand percent. Vanacek is okay. He's no, but I'm, I'm just saying they're better. He's their third goal. Their third goal, yeah. Better value for, for what, sure. you're, what you're getting third than Kerry Price. Who's the other? Kalkinen. Kalkinen, Capo Kalkinen. Oh, third goalie on Seattle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so like, like oh, it, I, okay. I'm just, I just listed three goalies who would like ideally be a better scenario for, um, for uh, Seattle. I, and, were you going to say something? I, I'm going to go down the list because I just saw a couple more players. So another one that uh, shocked us was freaking Max Domi, guys. Max Domi is exposed. And that is someone who I, I 
I, I don't understand. Like, I, I guess it, relative maybe, to the players protected, you think exactly? It's like, like I, I, look, some of these forwards, Eric Robinson, who they seem to like more and more with every growing day, uh, okay, uh, Jack Roslovic. So I thought maybe between Eric Robinson and Max Domi there, but. Max Domi didn't have the they protected not Gust- the greatest welcome party it seems in Columbus there so yeah. it's kind of I get Gustav Nyquist was protected that is yeah, kind of crazy and Cam too. Atkinson too he's not a well Cam well, Atkinson they love there he's yeah he's, he's a decent goal scorer but Gustav Nyquist I don't think played this year did he I don't I, I'm not too sure how well is he going to well, come he back he's year. on a pretty big contract there he's, so yeah that for that's, team rebuilding like yeah that, that's Max what, Domi versus mm-hmm. Gustav Nyquist especially losing Max Domi for nothing like I if I was if I, again if I'm a contending team I would want like Max Domi as a third center would be a steal he's like he I, I still think he'd be a good two center he, he's still a great two center but I, I if you're lo- if you're looking for someone with offensive ability and offensive skill and, and that's like what you need on your third line maybe come down a couple tough years i mean he at one point he put up 72 points in 2018 yep. he's good he's a, still a good player i think i don't think he's lost anything honestly i just think he's just had a myriad of bad situations he kind of reminds me of taylor hall on almost not not in the same not maybe not the same caliber of player but he's kind of been bounced around and kind of screwed around so much that it's like almost hard for him to find a home for him to succeed in. So his numbers are great. Honestly. He's, his, he's, his, his underlying analytics, his even strength offensive play driving ability, according to Jay Fresh, is through the roof. I think he's in the top 90th percentile. He's still a contrib- good contributing player that can con- contribute offensively for your team. Say and contribute one more time. <laughs> he, should, he should contribute for it. No. Um, but he... Uh, Losing him for nothing, I think, is a big mistake. And there was word on the street was that um, they thought Seattle would be hesitant to take him. No, they're going to take him because of his injury history. But if I'm Seattle, I I take injuries. I don't know. That that's just what beat writers out of Columbus were saying. I don't know if that's Kekalining just saying, "Here, guys, here's the email." (laughs) But (laughs) so injured. Like for me, if I'm talking about guys that like I really want, and not even to flip, I would. I would take Max Domi and I would sign him to an extension immediately whenever you can. And I would take Yanni Gord from Tampa Bay. 100%. And I'd be very happy having those two guys like down the middle for you. And Alex Kerfoot is your third line center. Perfect complimentary player. Don't take Jeremy McKinn. <laughs> um, and yeah, like though, Max Domi, Yanni Gord going forward. If you can get that's a, that's a solid core of top two, like a uh, one, two punch. Especially center. with you can, who you can potentially surround them. Exactly. With, like, and uh, another interesting Going on to another team that, that had some interesting protections, not saying they were bad or good, just a, a little interesting piece was that Landis Cog was not protected by... I, I know he's a UFA. I, he, I, I'm, I, I still don't understand why people expected so many UFAs to be protected. Because you, you can sign them for eight years. I don't know. Some people might did value I, that. Did anyone protect a UFA? I'm sure there were some protected. There was that. a couple in there that I'm seeing. Here that I can't... Off the top of my head, I can't find it. But um, I did see... A couple in here. here Other than there. Chris Streger was wasn't protected. He's a UFA, well, but yeah. they they protected. It, it was interesting because they protected Logan o- O'Connor as one of their forwards, uh, yeah. Colorado. So they obviously are are valuing t- taking a like either losing Donskoy or Comfer. Yeah. So I, I just interesting things I've I've seen from the list. Um, going down, I I thought it was interesting that. Detroit Red Wings aren't protecting Troy Stetcher. Yeah, he's going to get he's a He's a good and player. And Dennis Chalowski, yeah. former first-round pick of Interesting. Theirs. And they're protecting Gustav Lindstrom, who I've never heard of before. He's only 22. I don't know if he's... 
I don't know. I don't know what's twenty second. Like I have never heard of this guy before. Is he Nick? Is he Nick Lindstrom's son? Is that why they're forced to protect him? (laughs) And then like Nick Letty in there. Like some of these names. Yeah, trading for Nick Letty and leaving Stetcher exposed is really weird. Yeah, Chalowski. Nemestiknov is is exposed. He has a year left, doesn't he? Mm -hmm. I don't know how well he played, but like when you're playing on a garbage team like that, it can get easy to, you know, your play to 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 drop down there. Um, was there any any uh, like who do you think that is going to be Seattle's marquee player next year? Their best player. Yeah. You have to pick one. Yanni Gord probably. If r- r- Mark Giordano. Mark Giordano. You think? The only reason why I don't say Mark Giordano is because I think he might get traded. I think there could be a big market for a player like that. But also, uh, we'll have to see. I think they have a bunch of like they could end up having like three second lines worth of players like. Even on D, like they could have three essentially second pairing level. Like they could have a lot of. It's going to look a lot like Vegas, honestly. Maybe even better. There's better players available. Higher expectations, it seems. I think there's so. There's a like, lot of better players. Like that's where it's interesting. Do you think that's why Seattle put their prices so high? They'd rather pick the better players, and then yeah, who knows? It seems <laughs> again. I, I'm I don't agree with the expansion rules personally. No, I think they made it a little too easy. Like. They're coming in with a better situation than like half the teams in the NHL, yeah. which is not really that fair. I saw a really funny meme. I believe it was Dirtbag Daddy that posted it. It was like, uh, it was the dog meme where it was like the big strong dog and then the little crying one. It was like uh, the '90s expansion <laughs> teams. It's like, oh yeah, you want a, you want a team in the NHL? Well, they get to protect twenty players yeah. in their mascot. And then it was like, now it's like, okay, you get as many superstars as you want. Yeah, it's like, crazy. The difference is kind of funny, but it makes sense. I mean, brand new market. You don't want to bring in a team that's like just going to get the, their heads kicked in every single game, right? You want someone that's at least going to be competitive, right? But Absolutely. So in terms of surprises on here, uh, you saw some names. You saw a lot of names that like held value a few years ago. But now it's like, okay, like you really should have let like Jonathan Quick is in there. Like they're praying that they take him. He's he's well beyond his years in there. Like I saw Ryan Getzlap, but he doesn't have a contract. Yeah, he's a it's UFA. Like, it's it would make surprise. no sense to take that guy there. Um I saw another like a few ones. They, they it's a, it's interesting. It's going to be interesting the path that they take. I think they just take best players available, yep, no yep. doubt, whatever. But like there are guys in there like Nick Camano, Adam Maskrin, Jake Bean, where like you can go a different route and take a lot of gambles on some youngish kind of players that haven't quite found a good foothold in the NHL and then bank on what their potential was kind of before and be a good team in two to three years or a very, very good team at a very low cap efficient dollar. But I, I'm seriously doubting they do that. Jack Hand put out his list, and it was essentially that sort of philosophy. But, yeah. I mean, this is a business, and in sports, I've heard people try to tell me with sales, like, oh, you don't need a, a, an extremely, extremely good team to, to sell tickets. It's like, okay, well, I also don't need a car to go cross-country, but it really, really helps. That, that's, also, that's just a Toronto thing. Like, yeah, exactly. Look at Tampa Bay. Toronto's yeah. ticket sales actually did dip at one point. People got sick of it. That was, te- probably, that was probably that was probably like the the year was before, right before we got before they, Babcock, Babcock, right? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. What but was. you're right. No, fun, winning absolutely. product is is the exactly best way to what do you it. want, especially as a new yeah. team, new market. It's never been like NHL hockey there, so 
And, there and hasn't been NHL hockey there for years. Yeah, yeah they, had, they had an NHL yeah, team yeah. years. Sea Lions, years ago. but also they haven't had like the losing their basketball team was like a really tough goal for them for that city because they to be fair they didn't deserve to lose the Sonics. Yeah. So getting a team back is going to be they're like fired up to get this 100%. team. So. And 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 I saw that Jack Hanford and I liked it, but I I think. He went too heavy on the player development side, and I think there's definitely yeah. Yeah. space in the middle in the for middle. them to go both ways, honestly. But then he also took Carey Price. Yeah, that, that, he's just, the thing is, is he's a Habs fan, so like, oh, okay, huh. yeah, which is honestly hilarious because he worked for the Leafs. But I don't actually, I don't know if he's Habs. He's born in Montreal, so like, like I assume he also wrote for the, the Habs before he was on the Leafs. I have no idea. He wrote for the Athletic for the Habs. Yeah, he went to McGill. Yeah. So he's a, he, he, he likes Carey Price, but I would not touch Carey Price with a ten foot pole. But hey, teach their own. To each their own, I suppose. Yeah. Um, you had an interesting point. I think we're pretty much at time kind of thing right now. You had yeah. you did have an interesting point, though, Josh, about Miro Heiskanen and his contract. What about it? Are you going to throw me under the bus with the Leafs stuff? Is that or no? Well, yeah, you got to call it the GM when you. No, I mean, the Leafs just seem to be the only team to. that like overpaid for their RFAs, honestly. That's I mean, just all I have to say. It looks like they overshot the like. Even if okay, even if the cap goes goes up as it should have, do you believe they still yeah overpaid? Yeah, interesting. I do. I don't know. I think that's a debate for another. Did, he also didn't get term though, Jason. It's he didn't a get term. Huge debate because yeah, all these go, other all these other RFAs were really really fighting for two to three years, and the Leafs were the only team that were able to get five and six years from their RFAs. Like but, Matthews five. So I, the, uh, Marner six. Why is that good though? Because but if like, you don't, if you sign him to three years and the qualifying the offers are through the roof, you're gonna have to give him so much more but money. You're gonna pay him that anyways. The Marner qualifying offer is gonna be ten and a half from the suspected three year deal that they wanted. They yeah. gave him more than that anyways. So my thing was, and like my thinking has been, like the Marner holdout, as people like to ex- exaggerate, it was one day, but it was all over term. The money was there. The Leafs had no problem giving him ten plus. It was all about term, and all these other RFAs got paid not very much, but got shorter term. But like when you look at the the Heiskanen deal, you look at the Rantanen deal, like it is kind of troublesome. Like it is how much how, the Leafs have been willing to give Matthews Marner on an eight year deal, fifteen million. Like and then you for just Austin Matthews, been, it would have been fifteen million. Which I mean, again, you keep that guy under any circumstances. He's Austin Matthews, but it's not it's not a huge. Like I'm not like torturing him, but just it's okay to say they, they the agents got the better end of the GM on these deals. Yeah. How how is the the Miko Rantanen deal different than the Mitch Marner deal? He makes significantly. He makes less. a million dollars less. How many years is he signed for? The him? same eight. amount. So a million. And less. he and he's nowhere. Wait, Miko Rantanen, Rantanen I believe is eight. He's nine point two five. Mitch Marner makes ten point eight. And I don't know how so that look happened because look at the term. No, it's six it's as well. Six it's years. six. But it's one. Okay, but so he makes one and a half less, Jason. Yes. Yeah. But is that nothing? Guy. Well, no, but he's also Marner is a better player than Miko Rantanen. Pretty he, much on the same level. The, I would but Miko Rantanen has has nowhere near the defensive analytics that Mitch Marner brings to the table. I think people would say Rantanen's better than Mitch Marner. Today, if you asked, if you put a poll, Rantanen would be considered better. Well, than I would Mitch strongly Marner. disagree with. So those would people, I. But, so. but is he a, a million and a half dollars better? It's close. No, he's, he's not. He's a better, definitely no. a better two way forward not. than he's not. Miko Rantanen. Yeah, Rantanen's sixty six and fifty two. Would it? I think that's what did Marner put up sixty five this year? Yeah, he's not a million and a half better. He's just not. And something small. I don't know how, but his Marner's cap hit increased by ten k from so twenty nineteen twenty twenty to twenty 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 one. I've literally never seen that before. The cap hit went up. Yeah, 
it was ten point eight nine three in twenty in the first year, and then the second year is ten nine oh three. What the hell? Yeah, I don't know. I don't understand that. <laughs> Math. Yeah, we'll put up that poll. Who would you rather? Ha- so, what would the poll be? Who would you rather have, Miko Rantanen or Mitch Marner? Yeah, straight up. I would rather have Mitch Marner, but I'm going to assume that, especially given the last two months of what happened, it's not going to be Mitch Marner. Interesting. Put it up on Twitter. I'll put it up on Instagram. We'll see. I think we've covered everything. I mean, there's you, so so much. To do you want to do a quick "Would you rather" for some expansion yeah, players? Yeah, let's go. Would you rather for players? Yeah, like you what had you were a saying. Bunch. I, I had some. So no, no, mine's like more of a little joke one. It was I was gonna say, would you rather ex, ex, like Tampa Bay's t, like Tampa Bay's non-protected list than some teams' protected list? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I, I, like quickly Nashville. Go, look go, who, yeah, I was I was literally gonna, gonna say Nashville protected. Arizona had to protect Lawson Krause. Yeah. So se- seven, crazy. seven, three, and one. McElhinney's their goalie. Whatever. Uh, defense is Jan Ruta, Cal Foot, David Savard, <laughs> Andre Palat, Yanni Gord, Tyler Johnson, Alex Kaloran, Matthew Joseph, uh, Jamel Smith, Colton Ross, and Jamel Smith. Those are your seven. And Pat Maroon in there. And no? Pat, Pat Maroon, Jamel Smith, Colton Ross. All, I think all the three of those guys could be interchangeable. Oh, my like, God. Tampa Bay should, could just split and make their own That's make two teams <laughs> so actually elliot freeman just dropped some some tidbits so one question was asked is do people people think seattle might try to reunite blake coleman barkley goudreau and yanni gord which is interesting because barkley goudreau's rights were traded to the rangers actually rangers, I actually almost forgot about and, that and eligible to be picked by the uh seattle kraken and Elliot Friedman yeah. said Pittsburgh and Toronto suspected Seattle like both Kerfoot and McCann. Now the Kraken can only get one, which we said. He said they think because Nicholas Obe Kubel was protected by Philly, correct? Yep. Yeah. Oh. And which left JVR and Voracek unprotected. And then he said Seattle was going to take him, actually. Obe Kubel. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know much about him, so I can't really comment. But I, I and, think. Sorry, the last tidbit. They think he thinks that Seattle's going to take a run at Seth Jones. Oh, wow. Interesting. Wow. We got an interesting week coming up. Yeah. So, <laughs> okay. I got, I got a couple would you rathers from a team. Yeah, like, let's hear it. would you rather have Jordan Eberly or Josh Bailey? Jordan Eberly. Uh, oh, my gosh. I am not prepared for that one. Uh, you go first. <laughs> Jordan Eberly. <laughs> no, Josh, you go first. Yeah, Jordan Eberly. Over Josh Bailey? Uh, yeah, I'd go Jordan Eberly. Would you rather have Vladimir Tarasenko or Vince Dunn? That's that's a tough one, but I'd say Vince Dunn. If Vladimir Tarasenko's healthy, I think Vladimir Tarasenko. That's a big if, though. Yeah, that's, that's a, a big if. if. That's a big if. There's a, a smaller one. Washington, would you rather Nick Jensen or Brendan Dillon? Ooh. That one's almost... That's really a coin flip, honestly. They're both the, the the term similar. On Brendan Dillon. I, I, I take the cheaper of the two. I know Jensen's contract, but I would have to look at the term. Brendan Dillon's three more years at 3.9. Jensen's 2.5. I'd go Brendan Dillon. Sorry, who was who less? I didn't... Uh, Jensen or Dillon? Who, who's, who Dillon has less? three more years at 3.9. I believe Jensen has three more years at 2.5. Jensen. Interesting. Just because the only, sorry to interrupt. I just no, want to say ahead. like I, I I did like I tried to put together a couple of teams with the expansion draft and the, and like you said the the cap goes up pretty fast. There's yeah. good players yeah. with like relatively like deservingly good cap like big cap numbers like then that that adds up on you. So yeah. yeah. The, of the Philly guys, JVR, Voracek, Shane Gossespierre. Which one are you taking? Voracek. Okay. 
I think Voracek or Gosh Despair. I, I I see so many people go with JVR and I don't like. It'll be interesting. Yeah. I mean, I could see the pick of Gosh Despair simply because they're adding some other good defensemen that can play five on five. Gosh Despair is a very good power play specialist there, so that could work out. I can see that. The biggest thing I think about like picking Ghost over the other guys is that Ron Francis liked to build his team from the back front, right? So like, if you're gonna like. It, are you There's really building from the back when you're picking Goss Bear who doesn't play defense very well? <laughs> that's true, but I, I, I like he likes he likes his defensemen. That's what I was gonna say. So, but yeah, Ron Francis being in charge will be interesting because yeah. with when it comes to Carolina though, so yeah, yeah really see because he could go off the board. Did he acquire Nino Niederreiter? Uh, I can't remember. if he was still I there. I think remember. he might have been. Okay, I got another one. Would you take Jake Bean or would you take Nino Niederreiter? I take Nino Niederreiter, but I'm also not the right person to ask about Jake Bean. Like, I, I honestly don't know much about him. I can't really say much on him, other than I wanted the Leafs to trade for him because he was a right-handed defenseman at some point, like a, a couple of years ago. But yeah, uh, I'd go Jake Bean. Interesting. I'm really banking on his potential there. And then my my last one would be okay. Let's say they don't take Yanni Gord for whatever reason. Of the other two Tampa guys, who would you rather have, Killorn or Palat? Wow. I have some great one. questions, eh? That's a tough one. Um, well, where's more term, honestly? Uh, four five for Kalorn versus Pilat at five three. I, I, I go, go for Kalorn. I go for Pilat. <laughs> nice. I, I think Kalorn has better term and better better contract value. Pilat yeah. has a little bit more offensive upside on his own. True. We've seen it before in the past. Like that's where I'd, I'd bank on. A lot. Uh, you can't lose it either, honestly. And then one more name I want to throw out that I'm pretty intrigued by for them is Andreas Athanasiu from Los Angeles for no, Seattle. From Woodbridge, Ontario? Correct. Emily Carr, secondary. I think he guy. could be a guy that, you know, he has the potential to flourish eventually. I don't know where, I don't know how, but he has the potential. Good skater, from what I remember in Detroit, very bad defensively. Uh, eventually soured because, well, soured. Never mind. He got traded for two seconds. He soured in Edmonton because they're morons or whatever. Yeah. Um, that's a tough one. He's a UFA, is he not? Uh, no, he's got, I believe, one more he's year. He's an RFA right now. RFA? He's an RFA. Oh, yeah, RFA, and then UFA. Um, I mean, in terms of Los Angeles, it would be dependent on whatever's there. I'd have to take a look. I I, I mean. Give me Carl Grunstrom from L.A. Over Athanasia. Yeah. I think we've seen what Athanasia is, is as an NHL player. Grunstrom. He's a little bit younger, and I, I'd rather like yeah. looking at their their protected list, like the players available for LA. Like that's the only guy who is kind of has the upside. Who is he's he's been in NHL play, played a full season last year, I think. So he can play in the NHL. Yeah, I'd go. Be interested to see. You, I agree. Also, Grunstrom over Athens. Former Leafs. I mean, Athens. You in in terms of his play, like he's not the most offensively gifted, and he really does give up a lot on the back end there. So maybe a bit of an inefficiency player. Okay. I, I have one more question. I thought I saw it proposed by uh, Jack Hen on Twitter. Would you take Jay Beagle with the idea of flipping him no. in the uh, at the trade deadline? No. I honestly didn't even know Jay Beagle was still in the league. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I thought he was long gone. Yeah, no. <laughs> where Where is he playing? He's on Vancouver. Vancouver. Vancouver they gave him like three million f- or whatever. To be fair, Vancouver's list is horrendous. Like the only guy who I would take would be like try and re-sign Alex Edler. That's the only guy who makes sense. Everyone else is like a, a prospect who I don't really know and can't really comment on. Like Alex Edler's a UFA too. <laughs> so that's a funny one. Maybe I right. take Travis Boyd, PDO God, but 
Maybe he's a <laughs> UFA too. Yeah. Oh shoot. Because then he's competing with Jim Vesey there. All right. I think we've covered everything yep. here. I think yeah. this is a great episode. Um, a lot more coming this week. Scouting or scouch will scouch. Uh, uh, NHL entry draft coming right after this episode, uh, and then a little summary of the uh, expansion draft on Wednesday. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Yeah, be, and uh, if you guys can go follow us on Instagram, Rick Wright Report, Twitter, Rick Wright Report, and give us some subscribes on YouTube, it'd be greatly appreciated. We have some highlight videos that we, we post, so if you guys can drop us a, f- a follow on the socials and subscribe on the YouTube channel, it goes really goes a long way for us here at uh, Triple R. So, yep. Go Leafs, go.